0: Hello, internet peeps. That that was in English. Hello, internet peeps. Welcome to another edition of Big Trouble Little Podcast, episode 161. I am Joe Dubs.
1: I'm Andy. I'm Zach.
0: And we are back for some more Tarkovsky. There we go. Tarkovsky. Hey. Uh, we're going to be talking about the mirror. I don't know what no he's... Country.
1: <laughs> hey, we're going to talk about the mirror. We're talk about the mirror. <laughs>
0: Burn the half down to be in World War II. Come on.
1: That damn Jimmy's John's. <laughs> hey, it's a breakfast of
0: <laughs> Yeah. But before we, get, before we get into some the mirror, um, guys, what the hell have you been watching playing or doing? I'll go first because I watched The Suicide Squad. And yes, there's the in front of it. So that must mean it's different from Suicide Squad.
2: Oh, is that how they differentiated it? Yeah is it is it a direct sequel or not because it's got harley quinn
1: in it right yeah same actors and everything
2: yeah so so it is it's in the same
0: it's the same universe but but james gunn it's it's literally a james gunn movie um if you're familiar with james gunn literally
2: a james gunn movie
0: then it's true yes Well, I'm talking about his style. You know what the fuck I'm talking about. It's, directed it's, literally,
2: by- a mo- it's literally a film that you could view with your literal eyes.
0: <laughs> it's it di- a moving picture. <laughs> <laughs> it's directed by James Gunn, but it has that James Gunn feel because it's directed by James Gunn. I, I digressed on that. But anyway, it feels different from the, in my opinion, uh, the two gritty because they tried to like mix a little comedy and, darkness and gritty in the in the first Suicide Squad movie and in the se- in the oh, second yeah. one and the second one it's more fun uh and a lot of violence because of James Gunn and John Cena was actually pretty good in this movie
2: I've heard he's one of the best parts
0: yeah him and uh Sylvester Stallone who's the shark dude I forgot what the maybe it's shark <laughs> man the shark? yeah I did
2: not know that that is <laughs> news awesome. to me
0: yeah so he, he was awesome. Um, the guy who plays uh, Flag, uh, what's his name? I think it's Flag, right? Something Flag. I don't know, I, all I know is Harley Quinn. Uh, I just know the actors in there. Nathan Fillion's in there for uh, a good while. Um, and my favorite part, which I won't spoil because when I watch it with my friends, we all said we hated this guy. And then we all cheered for something. Uh, and that's Pete Davison. Uh, Pete Davidson's in this movie. He's the from Saturday Night Live. He's a terrible comedian, and uh, yeah. So, um, well, I it was fun. There's a giant fucking starfish in this movie. Um, and Idris Elba, who, uh, which by the way, we could break the news. I guess he's going to be Knuckles voicing Knuckles.
2: That's oh, going to be one of my news things later. Yeah, isn't that that's fucking perfect? Like- yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> I saw... A, I, this is this is apropos of very little. I mean, no, it is, but I, when the news broke, I saw a comment on Twitter that I've been thinking about non-stop. Someone said, okay, now we just gotta get Anthony Hopkins to voice Tails and we got ourselves a movie. <laughs> just like,
0: what? <laughs> I just want to say I enjoyed Sonic the movie. Like Me th- th- too. It's the first yeah. time where I actually was like, wow, a video game movie that was actually good. And, if, uh,
2: if if anyone wants our extended opinion on it, I believe we did an episode on it, didn't we? i yeah. now playing.
0: Yeah, I believe we did a now playing or a, a big trouble little pod, podcast plus or whatever. Whatever we called it back in the day. We have
2: lots of different marketing and
0: branding. <laughs> yes. Uh, but anyway, I recommend the Suicide Squad. If you have HBO Max, uh, I recommend seeing it there. I don't think it's movie theater worthy um but i believe it's you know good to stream i know a lot of people want to go to the movies and see shit so if you want to do that sound is good soundtrack is amazing because james james gunn knows how to do uh music in his movies um so that's always a plus also played forza with these guys so hopefully we'll be playing more forza tomorrow um i play forza every
2: day where are you guys at
0: i've been playing this week
2: i play every other day I, I mean there's there's a lot in that game that like if you're doing it with your friends you can get it done but it's like a huge fucking hassle sometimes it's better to just run some races by yourself and get like some real work done
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> i didn't know they had halo missions in there by the way
2: oh yeah there's the there's the one uh uh showcase so you gotta race that was pretty fun. You yeah that's a good one
0: mm-hmm. and then uh there's other things in there as well but I like how the game tells me, like, hey, you're winning all the time. Maybe you want to bring up the difficulty. And I'm like, fuck you, man. I like winning.
2: <laughs> I do sometimes. I-, I let it I let it jump around. But if I'm doing something, like, for a very specific reason or challenge or to satisfy something, yeah, I'll bump it down to normal. But when I'm just, like, dicking around and trying to make money, I've, I've bumped the difficulty up.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh What else did I do? Oh, I played back for blood. I don't know if I mentioned that last week. That's the from the Creators or Leopard Dead. They're having more um, uh, beta testing and this weekend I'm going to be playing some Windjammers too because there's a beta test for that. So if you have You're
2: beta testing everything. Are they paying you or what?
0: No. They should be paying me. Oh, and by the way, check out my YouTube because I have a PSA about uh texting and driving. Uh, make sure you don't do that and it's serious business yeah
1: Wait, did you say wind jammers beta
0: wind jammers 2 beta
1: yeah oh, they're like, so they're making a new one yeah yeah oh okay yeah I,
0: cool. I play wind jammers on fight cade um where it's a great
2: jammers, game. rocks yeah, yeah. That,
0: that game is amazing uh which by the way there's pro players that play that game like they go to evo or whatever fighting game tournaments and they play wind jammers and the french are par- apparently the pros the french are good at that game so, anyway I mean that's all I did this, I watched Red letter media which I recommend after you watch your suicide squad watch their half in the bag it's funny <laughs> um who wants to go next Andy it. oh
2: um I I've been a, I'm still in a car mood I'm still in a car mode so I watched a bunch of car movies I watched Ford versus Ferrari which uh, is way better than it has any business to speak. Am I right? I mean, like, everyone in that movie is doing a fantastic job acting, and it's just such an interesting movie.
0: That's the one with Christian Bale, right?
1: Yeah. I haven't seen it yet. I, I wanted to, but never got around to it. It's so good! Like I remember
2: thinking, yeah, okay, because both of those actors are, like, really good to great when they need to be, and then sometimes they're they're not. They're, like, bleh. And that seemed like it was going to be a bleh movie, so I kind of, like, skipped it initially. I finally watched it and it's it's killer it's great it got me really ramped up then right after that i went and watched the 1970 it's either 70 or 71 steve mcqueen movie lawn where he's a racer there and he's driving for porsche and uh if you're interested in in cars automobiles races anything like that that's very much the movie for you but if you're interested in like oh it's it's like uh it's like a drama right he's like because there's there's a thing uh the the year before steve mcqueen's character was in a big wreck and um a driver for ferrari's team was killed in that wreck and during this movie he sees the wife of that driver and they kind of like start a romance kind of thing go on Uh
0: oh oh you you
2: think oh that sounds really interesting oh i might want to (laughs) see But, like, the first 30 minutes of this movie is, like, bone dry, just getting ready for a race. It, like, shows people, like, putting up signs, and he's driving there, and, like, the cars are getting ready, and there's people screwing around in the pits. And then they, they do the... I don't think they do the Lamont run, actually. I think they had gotten rid of it at that point. But they... Uh, they get in the cars and they take, like, the first, like, 30 minutes is just, like, it might as well be a documentary about Le Mans in the early 70s. It's really interesting. And there's, like, very little narration except from the actual announcer at the actual event who, like, says things about, you know, what's going on. And in, in, in this amount of time, the racers will do this and they'll take off from this position. And... But then after that, yeah, the, the actual story starts. And, of course, it's Steve McQueen who's, like, the coolest motherfucker who ever lived. So, of course, it's a great movie. I watched Baby Driver because Zach shared a clip of it the other day, and it just caught me in the mood. I just had to watch Baby Driver. The movie also rules. Like, there's still that tiny little bit of like, fucking Kevin Spacey's in this movie. And that's a little distracting now, but it's it's so good, and he's not in it too
1: much. He's not in it that much. He's yeah. Not in that much.
2: But yeah, that, that movie is killer, and one of the best things about it is what they successfully do with vehicles that aren't necessarily like stunt vehicles. Like there's like a, there's a kick-ass Dodge Challenger in it and there's a Subaru WRX in it. And you know, that kind of stuff makes sense, but there's a few like scenes where he's just driving like,
1: you know, who, who cares like a Buick or something.
2: And it's still like really exciting, really cool.
1: It's probably one of my favorite openings to any movie is, is in that movie.
2: It's really thrilling. The beginning of the movie kicks ass uh besides that i just like uh i played a ton of forza of course i i prestiged i guess it's called you're a prestiged i'm prestige and um yeah, i watched some youtube stuff i discovered a youtube channel uh uh i think it's just called donut but they have a show up to speed on and it's just kind of tells you like why is the Toyota supra such a big goddamn deal it's just a 20 minute video about the history of the supra i watched a bunch because of those Yes. No, I mean, I, I know now. I didn't realize it was the car in Fast and the Furious because I've never seen it. But also, apparently, the Super actually just does kick ass. So
1: Yeah, it's always just kind of kicked ass. Yeah.
2: there's They show a clip from a YouTube video that's hilarious. I don't know what car the camera is in, but it's showing like a brand new Camaro and they're like going like 100 miles per hour or something up an interstate somewhere. And then a Super just like
1: shoots past them at like a ludicrous speed. It's hilarious. I hope the new Supra <laughs> is in Forza Horizon 5. I bet it will be. 4. It, it, couldn't, it
2: couldn't not be.
1: Yeah, because it's, it's pretty uh, nasty.
2: I was looking it up, and now now the pictures of the 2022 one are out. There's also a lot of rumors that the new Lamborghini, the the 2022 Countach is going to be in Forza 5 as well. Ooh. I don't know if you've seen pictures of it. But
1: no, I haven't. I want to.
2: It's pretty interesting. <laughs> but anyway, that's it. Car stuff for me. Car.
0: You're upset?
1: No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I've still been plugging away at uh, Persona Five and uh, Forza Horizon Four. Um, I I've uh, I watched uh, another Russian movie uh, called Come and See on the side. Uh, it's like I've had to describe what it is. It's basically like an anti-war film. Um but it's also got like uh elements of surrealism and hyper realism <laughs> they they switch between the two at different times um it was it was good it was it was really good but it's uh it's kind of like one of those movies you watch once and you're good for a while after you watch it <laughs> uh, Yes, yeah, I've seen a lot of those i I would like to own it, but, yeah, uh, especially because uh, I don't know what happened because I was watching it on my computer just because it was the most convenient thing to do at the time, and it, like, bumped my quality down automatically on Amazon Prime Video because it Mm -hmm. couldn't detect, like, something about my monitor or whatever. I wish there was something you could
2: do in the settings to where it wouldn't do that. Like, it would just pause and buffer for 10 minutes or something i
1: think it's got something to do with how they think oh you'd be streaming this fucking movie on like twitch or something uh is what it was but uh i was like oh whatever i just want to see it but um or no that's when i was watching um that's actually when i was watching solaris i'm sorry i misspoke i watched this on youtube but um wait you watched come and see on youtube yeah if you just type it in on um google because i was like what's where's this streaming you know <laughs> it was cool. like wherever you want brother <laughs> the only thing it links to is is a youtube video that's just fucking free you don't have to rent it or anything oh wow huh it's it's like some youtube channel it's russian it has like a bunch of old russian films on it that or maybe it's like public domain or something somehow i don't maybe.
2: know well if if anyone happens to have the criterion channel it's presently on there too In Fucking high what is around. wrong
0: with this guy's face And Come and See?
1: Uh, uh, he's he, uh, seen war. War is he, what's wrong with him. I haven't seen been, the movie, but I know what's up. He's been through a lot of shit. He almost died a few times. He, he saw a bunch of people die a few times.
0: Like, I'm seeing some pictures, and I'm like, is this, like, Photoshop? But, like, no, they capture him, like... He has, like... It's uh, the, the pictures look fucking hilarious, but I know it's like it, during war when shits happening and like violence well,
1: and well, that that effect they achieve where it's like he he visibly ages through the film, mm-hmm. like he's still fourteen or whatever the hell he is. I think he's like fourteen. It's he just looks like that. Is but, it? Uh, it's a
2: Russian film. Is that right?
1: Mm-hmm, Yeah.
2: Okay. I was always confused about whether it was Russian or like
1: finnish or norwegian it it starts it takes place in belarus belarus that's it that's what it's but uh yeah he physically he's still a 14 year old boy it's just like so much shit happens to him that it just visibly ages his face Mm. (laughs) yeah but uh cool movie i can't really get into it that much because it's it's like one of those things where it's like no you should just see it yourself first um that's that pretty much does it for me
0: all right, so it's time to get into some the mirror. Um, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go off of my feelings first. At times, I got interested in this movie. Um, there was a lot of jumps back and forth from time uh, time periods that kind of took me out of it sometimes. Um, but I guess it's kind of a pseudo autobiography movie. Um, and what interested me more was the boy when he was seeing the i guess was was that his grandmother at the table, and like she told him to read the stuff from the book like i
2: i almost I got the impression like it's a fucking ghost or some shit like that was
1: because that was he answers
2: explained. he answers the door, and the woman's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, this is the wrong address." It turns around and they're gone but where the cup of hot tea had been there's like condensation that slowly yeah evaporates and it's like where do they go who with was foreboding,
1: that? with foreboding music
2: and then like his dad calls i think it's his father yeah. and he's like hey what's up and he's like i don't know just screwing around like what <laughs>
1: that's some david liz shit you just honestly.
2: read you just read your homework assignment out to a ghost i think
0: <laughs> And,
2: or maybe it wasn't. Maybe I just misunderstood. But I mean, there's the you could say that about every scene in this movie. Oh, maybe, maybe I, I interpreted it wrong. Maybe I misunderstood.
0: Man, I I don't know if I, because I I like the the camera shots on how he filmed it and everything. Um,
2: the, the movie is first and foremost like an art film. Like yeah. it's supposed to be really pretty or whatever.
0: Yeah that that fire scene. I love that fire scene. Um, it 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 must have been unreal to see uh probably in a long time in in movies like seeing it, it in me in in HD it looked really good maybe the fact that they were just like oh it's fire whatever um but i don't know i don't know how i feel about this movie because it again it jumps and then it like goes between the, the mom that does she love her son like she seems like she hates him at times but then loves him And then they show, like, the father being there, and he's like, he wants to live with me. And then the son's like, nah, nah, dad, I want to live with mom. And I'm like, wait wait a second. (laughs) She's kind of been shitty to you for a while. But then again, the father has not been around. So I don't know. What's your guys' opinions? Because I, I don't have a lot to say. I'm kind of confused on this film.
2: I did something for this movie that I usually don't do is whenever i watch a movie and we have to discuss it on the show i always say well i need to understand what the fuck i just watched so i just like read the wiki synopsis or i find a youtube video of someone like talking about it mm-hmm. and i watch or read that just so i understand what the hell happened but i i get the impression that as far as the mirror goes i don't know if you're supposed to just look at it as a journey from point a to point b it's not just about some hobbits taking the ring to Mordor. It's about more than that. It's about, um, again, I might be completely misinterpreting the whole thing, but I think it has something to do with um, your uh, memories and your upbringing, reflecting upon who you become as an adult.
0: You, you know, it's, sorry to interu- just, sorry to interrupt you, but you know what? Uh, what, it, what that you know what it reminds me when I watch this movie. It reminds me of like how I daydream and think about memories all the time. That's what I kind of felt like with this movie. Like the person was just daydreaming j- just memories in his lifetime. And that's what we saw on a film. And yeah, it's
2: just like remembering you think about you think about your mother and that makes you think about your upbringing. And that thinks of, you think about the house you grew up in and that makes you think about the house you were living in last year. And that makes you think about your friends coming over and your your friend who was in Spain or some crap. I don't know.
0: hmm. Or a grenade, you know, being... Did he trip or did he throw it like an idiot?
2: I don't know, like, he takes it out and then all the kids are like, oh, like a grenade, oh, holy shit, Oh, it's hilarious. And then I don't know if the, the pin is pulled on purpose or by accident because someone knows that it's pretend and the instructor, like, dives on it. and That really just gives me the impression of, like, that happened to someone. Like, that's why it's in the movie. I don't, it doesn't really reflect on anything else. Mm. At least not directly
0: his head was pulsating and shit
2: (laughs) yeah that was interesting because i my impression is like he that was a wound that's why he's not at the front lines Mm -hmm. he's wearing that like dome thing to protect a a bullet i guess like just got him or something
1: that would also probably explain his weird speech patterns yeah
0: (laughs) yeah um
2: oh but uh they're talking about you should get remarried uh so that what was the kid's name it's something weird ignat or something yeah ignat Ignat. you should get remarried so he doesn't if you want him to not turn out like me because he's saying like my father wasn't there in my formative years and that's why i'm the way i am so he's saying you should get a father figure for our son so that he doesn't turn out the way that i am now I that's for some reason that like bored its way all the way into my brain. And that's kind of, like, then I kind of framed the rest of the movie through that again. I could be just completely off base. You guys might might think it's about something else, but that's kind of what I got.
0: Yeah. Um, I like that. You really never see the father, by the way, it's kind of like yeah. how the kid never sees his father. That's how the right. the viewer sees like, Oh, <laughs> we don't know what the father looks like because we have no father as a viewer in the mind of the boy. Um, so I, I thought that was a good touch. Um, the, the, you know, the wartime and all that stuff, like, you know, going back and forth, uh, it got a little interesting. I kind of like the mom with the printing press. Like, was she just nervous what she written down or something or what was written?
2: She thought she, like, created some kind of an error and that it had gone to print. I think she thought she, like, made a typo and, like, she put a a, a curse word or something. Like, she meant to put one thing and put another. I I don't know.
0: Yeah, (laughs) because... I was injured. That
2: whole scene is like tense, but I'm never, I, I was like confused about why I was tense. I was like, well, what's going on? <laughs> what's going to happen?
0: Well, what the, are we upset about? Well, the editor didn't really fucking give a shit because if I remember correctly, he was just like, well, if there's a fucking error, it's going to be printed. To it Go back to work. What are you doing here? <laughs> and uh after she finds out that there was no error, like that whole scene was kind of weird to me because like her coworker or friend or whatever I don't think it's a friend but more of a coworker. co-worker yeah. was just like belittling her and I'm just like holy
2: in her yeah.
0: I was like holy shit like I'm surprised she didn't slap her but then again probably in Russia like any type of work would help out and I don't think she wanted to get fired since she's a single mom.
2: Oh yeah, I was slightly like was that taking place during the war or was that pre-war it's
0: because
2: the the movie jumps around The, the movie does before the war after the war during the war inside the war outside the war there's freaking newsreels from the spanish civil war but also um i think it's just after the second world war because it's showing stuff about communist china and like some of it it's interesting. I like seeing it, but I was a little confused about what the context was to everything else. Like it shows a bullfighter in pre-war Spain and then it shows a bunch of stuff from the Spanish Civil War. And it's, I didn't quite understand what that had to do with the rest of the movie.
0: I the,
1: the stuff at the printing press that was during the war mm. at some point Alexi, who is the main character that you only really get a glimpse of yeah. As an adult, uh, he mentions his mom worked for the printing press place and they were having a phone conversation and they were like, Lisa died, who was like her co-worker. That was the coworker that was chewing her out. Oh, yeah, okay, all right. Yeah, it, it's all broken up. Like, that happens after you see all that. They tell you that.
2: There's a ton of stuff like that. Like, it took me a while, but at the very beginning, she's just sitting on that fence, uh, his mother, and a guy comes by, and he's, like, a doctor or something. And then way toward the end of the movie, she goes to what I figured out later is his house and talks to his wife, and he's going to come home. And then she, like, runs off not wanting to see him. So yeah. and it, it, like, took me a while to, like oh, okay, I'm going to put together this Lego set of a
1: plot. I didn't quite, to be honest, I didn't really catch that until you just mentioned it. That's what I mean.
2: Like, I'm pretty sure all three of us between us have got, like, almost a completely different movie going on.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, the, the uh, that doctor, uh, did I read this scene well? Like, he comes up out of nowhere, right? Probably because he sees her just sitting on the fence while he's probably walking home from work. And he, like, goes there. And is he semi-hitting on her?
2: I think so what i was kind of getting out of it was she goes and like it's sad because like she's she needs money i think she's gonna sell some of her jewelry to this 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 rich bitch Mm -hmm. but i think also it was like she just wants to see the doctor again because he was nice to her so that's why she feels guilty and runs off before he comes home i think
0: yeah, because that, that whole scene was tense, too. It was kind yeah. of... It, it but was, you don't
2: really, like, why is this tense? Yeah.
0: Yeah, because, like, she says, I'm going to go talk to your mom. And then, like, the kid's, like, obviously doesn't sit down and listen. He just fucking starts looking around because he's a child. But yeah. th- but then she, like, gets out and then just, like, runs away and all that stuff. And I And I think you're right. I think she was wanting him because he was nice. Uh, and maybe because he needed money. Maybe he maybe she thought she would get both, right? Because he has money, yeah. and maybe with the jewelry, she'll, like, I guess pawn herself to him or whatever.
2: I don't know, maybe just yeah. remind him that she's out there by herself or so- something. But she, she I, I think guilt kind of overcomes that. Maybe not. Again, maybe I'm, I'm in, in interpreting it all wrong but this movie it's really i think i talked about it last week there's kind of a sometimes you're not really concerned with what's going on in the scene you're concerned with how the scene is trying to make you feel Mm -hmm. if that makes
0: sense who burned the barn Uh, do you think it's the kid like i'm just saying like guessing wise do you think it's the kid do you think it's Maybe the mom, because the mom is just sick and tired of living in that area. I guess I don't it know. It wasn't
1: her barn, though.
0: I don't know. Maybe she just felt like burning shit, and not burn the house down because her, you know, people are there, there.
1: There was a real quick shot of a boy playing with matches. It only, le- it was only like two seconds, and I, I was like, are they trying to infer that he was fucking playing with matches and burned the barn down by accident?
2: Like an accident. Yeah.
1: Yeah, is that's what I got. Because mm-hmm. I can't see any reason for her to do it.
2: Mm. <laughs> so, I mean, maybe that's a whole other. You know, like I said, that's that's maybe that's what Dubs read. So now it's well, he just, his,
1: just like kids fidget around. When you tell them not to do shit. Just like when kids purposefully miss the target on purpose, and they could have hit some guy out in the field. Kids play with fire.
0: Mm. <laughs> Where is the mo- like? You know, the part before, like, the kid sees the ghost or whatever that was, and, like, the mom, like, dropped, like, all her shit in her pocketbook like an idiot? Uh, Which, by the way, (laughs) she was, like, yelling at her, give me that money. (laughs) I thought that was uh, funny a little bit. But, like, where did she, she said she went to work, right? And now I'm reading the scene, like, maybe prostitution, you think, to get money? i didn't get that i
2: didn't think so but uh, i don't know i don't think maybe it's just uh in 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 the soviet union she would have had a job yeah just because that's the way it was like there's no private property she just was assigned somewhere to live this is a job you gotta do this job this is your
1: job based on your aptitude test Mm -hmm. um i to be honest about Three quarters of me watching this movie was trying to figure out what the fuck was going on Hmm. and um and then i went and did read the wikipedia which actually did help me yeah no doubt yeah i'm sure Uh, it did. and i was like oh okay i see now because the thing that made it the most confusing was the fact that uh the woman playing alexi's mom and uh alexi's wife is the same actress yeah that causes a bunch of confusion
2: that's really confusing and also it's um Oh, crap. What's that Greek word that friggin' uh,
1: Sigmund Freud would tell me?
0: <laughs> I don't know.
1: Um, but uh, that causes the most confusion in this film, I think, uh, until you're able to because they don't they don't even make any kind of attempt to really make her look different. The only way to me you can really tell them apart is uh, Alexi's wife usually always has her hair down, but his mom always has her hair up. It's it. the way so, they dress a little bit, Oedipus complex,
2: that, or that, or it's the other one, I yeah.
1: I got that, uh, Oedipus. Oedipus complex, I kind of got that a little bit too. I was wondering about that as well. Uh, yeah.
2: like I, I kept waiting for the shoe to drop on that being kind of the main thing. It's like, oh, well, you fell in love with a woman who's just like your mother, or something like that, because he was raised by women, or whatever. But I was uh, raised
1: by women, yeah. <laughs>
0: I know Tar- that's
2: what he says. Like that's why I turned out the way I did. I was raised by women. That's why you should find a father figure for our son.
0: I know Tarkovsky's own mother played it played Maria in this film.
1: Uh the old version. Like yeah. at the end. Yeah, at the end.
0: Yeah. It's so, kinda
1: cool. It, it's kinda...
2: Oh, speaking of actors, uh the doctor at the very beginning. Uh he's played by our old friend Doctor Satorius from
0: Solaris. Yeah. I recognized yeah. him.
2: like i said is also in stalker like i'd never seen mirror but i had seen stalker so he's in all three movies we're watching
0: that's good you know i mean i don't know uh, like i i did like seeing the you know the uh, the balloons and shit which by the way that scene was kind of weird a little bit because like the, the... the
2: music they they put it against makes it creepy like, if they put it against, like, circus music, it would be like, oh, what the fuck? This is weird. They're launching a weather balloon or something? But they make it so weird and creepy.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe because, maybe like, I guess... what I'm, This is me not being a huge, huge, huge history buff on balloons, but, like, maybe that was... Uh, to the kid, he thought that was weird, maybe? He's like, oh, what the fuck? A balloon? Fucking flying and shit?
2: Yeah, I guess, because... It starts with I think it's the kid, he turns on a television and he's watching a a stutterer being treated, mm-hmm. I guess.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And uh the woman like does some weird hypnotizing stuff and now you're able to speak, say I can speak, and he says it and it cuts to the, the opening credits. Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: I think that that was supposed to just be like these are all pivotal moments in what was then contemporary soviet history or whatever and it's just like this was this was immense they were fucking around with weather balloons or whatever that was and Mm -hmm. and then there was communism was spreading yeah and uh there was war and i think that's what that was mostly supposed to how you were supposed to take that because as a kid this shit was happening
2: And there's all kinds of like people reading from books and poems and all kinds of stuff laid over top of other things that are going on. Like the excerpt that he reads to the ghost or whatever she is, is about how. Ghost teacher. Russia has been pivotal to the history of Europe without being directly part of the history of Europe. Sort of. It's like it's like the vast expanse of Russia is what had kept Europe safe from the advance of the Mongols because they didn't want to have the Tartars at their
1: backs or something like that. Yeah, it's, a lot, of, it's a lot of ground to cover. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's always a proposition. Should we go through Russia or not?
2: <laughs> and, of co- and of course, it's no huge stretch to point out the fact that the Second World War is a huge pivotal point in Russian history. And mm-hmm. just from just from being a huge history nerd and the spanish civil war being one of my favorite things in history i know that the soviets played a huge role in that in the spanish civil war the soviets backed one side and the nazis backed another side so it was like a field test for all the weapons that they would then later use in the second world war it was kind of like the dress rehearsal for the second world war in a weird way
0: well imagine imagine if russia joined the the axis of evil like that would I I think in my opinion that would have changed the whole landscape of World War II, like I think that would have probably took us out and whatever uh, allies that we had. Um, yeah,
2: I mean we were all brought up. Uh, obviously, we're all brought up in the United States and we learned our United States history. But the older you get and the more you learn about history, the Russians like fucking won World War II. Like they won yeah. a whole front on their own. They're the ones that stormed. Berlin, the largest battle fought in the Second World War was the Battle of, battle of Kursk. Like, you know, yeah, I mean, there's, there's no doubt in my mind that you're right about that.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, even though it's kind of shitty, like, Russia just used their people just to, like, hey, you're going to charge this area and we're just going to keep on charging areas until we get it. It didn't, it didn't, there was strategy behind it, but you're just like, oh, we're just going to pawn up the peasants with guns and shit. And,
2: you can I mean, we're getting way off in the weeds talking about yeah. the Civil War now. But, I mean, you can't downplay the fact that, you know, the Russians had uh, a lot of good equipment. They had a, a good submachine gun. They had a really good tank. And they, there were a lot of, like, talented generals. And there are a lot of, like, you know, heroes. Yeah, yeah. I'm One not... of the most famous snipers of all time was a Russian World War II soldier and stuff like that.
0: True, true. I, I
2: don't want to downplay the importance of the Soviet Union in the Second World
1: War, is what I'm saying. Duh. True.
0: I don't have anything else to talk about this movie. I, I will say this: it's artsy. Um, it makes you think at times. Um, it's it's in my opinion, it doesn't have a a good flow of beginning to end plot. It's kind of just things in there, um, and. I wouldn't recommend this to a normal person, (laughs) if anything.
2: No, no, no. If you're the kind of guy who got excited to watch The Suicide Squad and nothing else, you probably shouldn't bother watching The Mirror. (laughs) Mm -mm. That being said, if you're the kind of guy who likes, in particular, like if you like David Lynch movies, but in particular, this movie really kept making me think about Mulholland Drive, and it really made me think about Inland Empire a lot.
1: Yeah, same here.
2: If you like those movies, then it's time to branch out. It's time to watch some Russian film, but brother. It's time. Because <laughs> like, the beginning of the movie, the first like 20, 20 to 30 minutes, I got huge Inland Empire vibes from, and the whole rest of the movie, the whole fact that the same actress plays uh, the mother and then also the wife, that gave me Mulholland Drive vibes. So.
1: I wonder if this was an influence on Mr. Lynch.
2: He went to film school, right? I'm pretty sure he did. Yeah, yeah he did. Yeah. So he
1: he he probably saw this at some point. I feel like it. I feel like some of his ideas are inspired by this movie. I
0: know. Yeah. To, I know. Tomorrow, David Lynch is going to be like, "Can you believe it? It is Friday." <laughs>
1: I'm right there with you, bro.
0: <laughs> I look every. I look forward every Friday for those uh, uh, David Lynch uh, weather report slash Friday videos. So. Um, but,
2: but but yeah, to synopsize, I, I agree with Dubs. Uh, I don't recommend this for everyone, but if you like artsy fartsy nonsense, and if you like David Lynch movies, and if you don't necessarily need a movie to go from point A to point B directly, yeah, here here you go. This is this is where I. What, the reason I laughed earlier is because I thought you were going to say this movie is definitely artsy. This movie is definitely fartsy. This movie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I should have went with that, but like I. Because I'm I'm thinking from a perspective like I I liked for what it was, um, but I wouldn't recommend. I I probably won't watch this again because I I've, I've seen it and it's no, nothing that I could be like, oh man, I need to watch the mirror.
2: Com- complete opposite for me. I'm definitely gonna watch this movie again with a more analytical eye in the future. I uh, I had a weird experience because I watched the first thirty minutes, forty minutes on Cold Medicine. Mm-hmm. And then we rescheduled the show. And then I later like watched it again. So he well, was, been was real watching it. <laughs> but I, uh, and plus I own it now. So, and if um, I, I was kind of disappointed on having more time to prepare because this movie came on a Blu-ray from Criterion and the, there's a Blu-ray disc and it's got the movie. And of course it's a high definition that takes up, but it's not a long movie. It doesn't take up the whole disc. So it's a few extra things on that disc. And then there's a whole nother Blu-ray that is full of stuff about this movie all the actors and the director and context and documentaries and all this other nonsense so i'd kind of like to revisit it in a year or two and i'm gonna like kind of try to understand it a little better
0: i does criterion have some type of like commentary whether that be from tarkovsky or maybe somebody that worked on the film
2: i on, i'll tell you
0: but uh, I, if that if that ha- it has it, I might look into Criterion and getting that on uh, Blu-ray because I... I... There's,
2: there's a 2019 documentary about the director. There's another documentary. Um, there's a documentary about the score. There's a documentary just about the cinematographer. Um, oh, shit. Archival interviews with Tarkovsky and screenwriter. Uh,
0: That's crazy.
2: An essay. I don't know, it doesn't appear in here, but it's like it's like a freaking huge block of special features. How much did
0: it cost, by the way?
2: Well, normally it's forty bucks, but if you buy it on the half off sales, like an intelligent human beings, it'll be twenty bucks.
0: I'll have to check that out.
1: Or sometimes Amazon sells them and they're slashed.
2: Yeah, yeah. Sometimes Amazon. Uh, sometimes during the Barnes and Noble half off sales, Amazon will like undercut them even further. You can get it for more than fifty
0: percent off. That's well, the-
2: that's that's what to look at for. But the mirror, this is only a few months old. This was brand spanking. So you gotta tell it, it me it hasn't gotten slashed yet. You so. gotta
0: tell me some Russian directors to look at um, because I, I'm I'm kind of digging Tarkovsky.
2: Yeah, I can. I I've been getting into Russian film, but there's two big ones that so you gotta watch: Tarkovsky, which this series is gonna take care of. we we'll watch watching three of them, and then you gotta watch some uh, Eisenstein. <laughs> you gotta watch Battleship Potemkin. You gotta watch Man with a Movie Camera.
1: And go watch come and see come and watch,
0: come see come and,
1: come and see Here. go watch it i will like, so guys let's see what is ellen uh klimov that guy
0: <laughs> i thought you're
1: tired on that movie because he, he got he he did it and it was a big fight to get it done because of um uh glasenko or whatever the the russian film committee that you have to fight with mm-hmm. on everything uh, but he got it done and he was like I basically did everything I felt I could do in that film, and I have nothing else to do. It was like, damn. All <laughs> right. <laughs> All right.
0: Well, Zach, uh, we didn't get a chance. Do you recommend this film to people or. No. No. Well,
1: it's like I'm kind of in the middle of the road with where your all's opinions are on it. <clears throat> Cause I basically say, yeah, I agree. I wouldn't just recommend this anybody see this movie. Um, I was kind of having fun figuring out what was going on with it a little bit. And then after I read the Wikipedia and I sort of see what they were trying to do, but more or less at the end of the movie, I think I sort of figured it out. This is kind of like, like what you're saying, how you're like remembering things from your life or whatever at random. This is this guy is on his deathbed and he's remembering various parts of his life. Yeah just ran, it's just broken up because like what in what order of events do you remember your life it's fucking random
2: yeah, so anything,
1: the with the bird that's so weird yeah there's a couple where yeah where he grabs the bird or whatever and it was on his bed um, but
2: it's like earlier in the movie when he's a kid the bird lands on his head and I, yeah, I and he t- he grabs
1: the bird somehow i
2: hadn't i i hadn't had time to process that part yet like because i knew they were connected but like why? whatever we're trying to wrap up here i'm not gonna gonna start down another country road here
1: (laughs) but uh uh i i appreciate it uh i i'm not sure if i really like it a whole lot uh because just by the nature of it and that's not to say i don't like weird broken up narratives and stuff uh I do it's, something about the way this one was done didn't really appeal to me all the way
0: yeah and so. he does mess with the the colors again in his film by the way
2: mm-hmm. big time they they mess with like the film stock or something like sometimes it looks like i just started a completely different movie when the scenes change
0: mm. yeah but yeah um that is the mirror uh, next week, we will be talking about Stalker, uh, which I'm excited about because I did see a YouTube, YouTube video about Stalker and Tarkovsky. So I'm excited to see what that movie is all about. I and, hope
2: it doesn't let you guys down. I feel like we've built to Stalker. Like, I, I've i been excited to watch Stalker again. I love this
0: movie. Yeah, so remember to watch that movie and then come back and then we'll uh, we'll talk about it um but before we go usually we have news that matter to us i know i I kind of
2: i'm gonna segue into it right now okay we're just talking about criterion stuff um this is sort of minor but it's important to me criterion announced this week that they're gonna start releasing 4k movies but they are opening it with uh citizen kane something (laughs) people have been clamoring for for like a billion years that's (laughs) awesome so there's going to be a 4K of Citizen Kane, uh, one of Menace to Society, which is also an old LaserDisc cut from them, and uh, Mulholland Drive, Hard Days Night. Really? And I, can't, I can't remember the fifth one, but there's going to be five 4Ks. They're going to release, I think, right before Christmas. So I think yeah.
0: my I think my goal is I'm going to collect Criterion for a little bit. So
2: yeah. I, I've I've noticed like you talk to me long enough, and people are going to you're going to start accumulating. You're going to have some because you got one. <laughs> I know Zach's got a few now.
1: I've got a
0: few. I have a question. Is Rocky in Criterion? No. no. Oh, man. They should do that.
2: Well, I... you gotta understand, they're, they're, Criterion's focus is gonna be movies that haven't gotten the right amount of love or preservation or exposure, specifically in the United States. They do have a British label, but they don't all release there because a lot of the rights are owned over there by Arrow Academy or... Uh, eureka or whoever but something like rocky you can get a 4k of right now and it probably has director's commentary and a bunch of other horse shit on it
0: so True. Like,
2: criterion releasing it would be redundant like they can't they can't bring anything new to the table
0: true i guess
2: but something like the mirror you know before they put it out on blu-ray i think the best you could do was like a vhs or a youtube rip like that's that's how people were watching the mirror up until earlier this year.
0: What about Suburban Commando? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. <laughs>
2: no, they have done, they have done a few like, uh, um, B movie kind of collections or something like that. They did a, a monster movie called Equinox. And it is incredibly interesting. And the guy who worked on it, the guy who did all the special effects for it, went on to work on like Star Wars two years later. Like it's, it's a, it's a really interesting monster movie.
0: Hmm. It's cool. Um, I'll bring up some. I mean, we already talked about knuckles in the beginning, so we we know about that. Um, because I stole your news, so I do apologize. <laughs> uh, Sorry,
1: he doesn't check out. Uh,
0: back. I talked about back for blood in the beginning. Um, there's some controversy that happened. I don't know if you read Twitter lately. It uh, turned
2: out they were back three blood.
0: No. Um, one of the zombies in the game sounded like they. Oh,
2: people se- thought they heard it saying.
0: Dude, it, it does sound like it because I watched two clips of like two black guys streaming the video and they go, "He said what? <laughs> and uh, the creators for Back for Blood said that they're sorry and that they won't say the N-word when it comes out <laughs> in the final product. Yeah,
2: just remove just that one. <laughs> yeah. It's
0: not a big deal. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought it was hilarious. Uh, the people that were streaming were f- laughing. Uh, they weren't outraged like, you know, Twitter is these days. Um, but, it, but that's hilarious. I'm not going to talk about what I've been fucking, you know, looking at lately because I don't want to be laughed at here, uh, on the show, but blue box and all that stuff. And then, oh, right. Yeah. yeah.
2: Your conspiracy theory. Yeah. No, let's talk about it. Let's do it.
1: Oh, maybe we don't have time.
0: <laughs> uh, I mean, it, it, right now they, they said that they released an app that it was supposed to come out, which by the way, it was delayed, Two months ago, because they were supposed to have, like, a real-time trailer app that's going to be on PS5. It got delayed because of technical issues. And then uh, Hassan, the creator or the, the owner of Blue Box, said, get ready. And they released that three-second, like, video that I showed you guys on Facebook of a guy just walking on wood panel floors and shit. And I was like, ah, it kind of looks like the dude from Silent Hill 1. Um, which could be anybody, like Zach said. It could be the dude from Alone Alone from Dark, or uh, whatever that game is, Alone in the Dark. Alone but, in the dark. And uh, so they said August 10th that the app would come out, and then they tweeted, we have uh, issues with our real-time trailer. <laughs> and people were just like, why don't you just release the shit on YouTube? Show us what this game is. Like, stop it.
2: Or they going to take it to Gamescom or something like that
0: they might milk it to that but like the, the teasing is getting annoying at like i know that you guys said maybe it's the fans generating that but there there's a chance that like them and even sony cuz sony could be like hey guys no it's it's not silent hill it's not metal gear we did not obtain the ips because that's the big thing that konami apparently sold the ips um or whatever <laughs> There's a rumor. Um, oh, it's a rumor. It's yeah, it'd be hard to keep secret. Yeah, so like they, Sony people could have been like, Hey, this is getting out of control because they could see the hate coming, they already see the fucking mocking, but like, yeah, whatever, like, you know, stop it. The shit's not happening. Because once they find out if it is not Silent Hill or Metal Gear, they're gonna get a lot of hate. That game is not gonna do well. That, that game's going to get downvoted. Uh, it's probably going to be a subpar indie game. If it's an amazing, it's amazing. But
2: It's possible that they've stumbled into, okay, all these fucking weirdos on Twitter are getting real obsessed with this is an ARG about some nonsense. So the only way that we're going to get anything out of this, let's play their game. Let's do a stupid ARG nonsense reveal tease playable trailer bullshit. Let's let's do it. Let's play their game. It's not smart, though. I kind of think that's what
0: they're doing. Because, I mean, obviously, if they get more eyes... They're obviously getting more eyes on their shit. There's There's no
2: such thing as bad press. That's what they say. Yes,
0: but when it finally does get revealed, do you really think people are going to be like, oh, joy, let me go buy this game? because It depends
2: on what it
1: looks like. I don't
0: know. They
1: reveal I'll buy a little pony RPG. I don't fucking know. It could be great. They've already succeeded in whatever their bid was to get more attention. Absolutely. There yes. are tons people of people are, having this conversation. I more will... pay are paying attention to this company than what they would have if they didn't.
0: I will agree with you. They got a lot of eyes, but I will counter that by saying once they do reveal that it's not those two games, they are going to get a lot of people that are going to have pitchforks and torches.
2: You're assuming, you're assuming a lot of people think... think the way that you think they think. And they
0: might not think the way that you think. I they did. Think. No. There's <laughs> no way, dude. I'm telling you, the worst there's is no way. Happen-
2: is a bunch of douchebags are going to be upset about it on Twitter for a week max, and then it's going to be like, I, who cares? Blue and bi- they'll probably run an article about it on Kotaku and Polygon, and they'll act
0: like it's a huge outrage, and it won't be a huge outrage. GamerGate like two point oh. <laughs> care, and then they'll all shut up when they move on. I disagree. I, I
2: game developer somewhere said that he identifies as a helicopter. Like they'll
0: tell
2: you, <laughs> <laughs> and it's not going to matter anymore.
0: I, w- or
2: they'll reveal a game that looks compelling, interesting, and fun, and we'll all be like, "Oh, what's this?" Little money. If it
0: is, I will commend them. If it is something that I will be like, "This is kind of cool," I'm gonna try it. I'll commend them on that. But if it's a shitty game, which by the way, they do have a track record of releasing, uh, not final products by them saying there's technical issues. By the way, oh, um, so when they do finally announce it and it's shitty like i'm going to say it they're not going to exist after this in my opinion they're not going to exist the blue box is going to be gone if by next month they uh, whatever whenever they release this game or show this game this episode's going to be gone yeah you
2: got like 5 seconds
0: no that oh shit oh fuck <laughs> so we need to end the show Hold on, I gotta get the guys back in. Getting the guys back in. Getting them in, get them in. in. <laughs> I'm getting the guys in. Getting the guys in, getting the guys in, getting the guys in. <laughs> that, dude, that's that's comedic right there.
2: Oh, we were trying. We were both trying to give you like the oh, you need to do. It's time to wrap it up. Come on, let's let's fucking send it home now. <laughs> and you're oh, just
0: like, <laughs> when I saw you doing this, I thought you were just doing the jackoff thing. Be like, I, you-
1: I was doing this. time to stop. Oh, Go, yeah. wrap do hear, up. You, do you hear what my watch is saying? I thought it was- what? <laughs> it's saying you're about to get your ass on. No. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, we're gonna end it here, guys. Unless you guys have other, because we have another hour on the clock now. But I'm not gonna do another. <laughs>
2: you want to you talk about? You want to talk about uh, Twitter's reaction to poor PR stunts for the next hour? No, I I just ju- just cite an example. Why do you think this is gonna be the reaction?
0: What do you mean, like? Like, uh,
2: where has this happened prior? Is what I want to know.
0: Prior what? Like
2: what? What precedent? makes you think that this is how people's reaction would be if they revealed anything less than uh the silent hill guy and salt snake in a this uh sadomasochistic gay relationship.
0: No, my 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 <laughs> my thing is it's gonna blow up for maybe a day or a week where they just go, you know, this is bullshit, you're stupid, fuck off and kind of thing. I do agree with you that people are gonna get their steam out during that time frame. And then it's going to end and it's, it's, people are going to move on. I, I do agree with that. But what I'm saying from their end, if, 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 if they know that they're playing with fire and the only thing they want eye, eyes on their, whether it's a shitty game or a good game, they're doing their thing. They got eyes on it. Now, if it's shitty and it's not one of those two beloved franchises, I think that hurts them.
2: But if it was a shitty game, they would have been hurt anyway.
0: True, but...
2: Like, if it's a good game, then it would have been good anyway. If it's a bad game, it would have been bad anyway. So this all doesn't matter.
1: You gotta look at it from a pure PR perspective. It's in that if they never even played this game to begin with, and let's just say it's worst case scenario, it is a shitty game. It would have come out and been a shitty game nobody ever heard of and they would have made no money. Now, because they're doing this this bullshit maybe they're trolling a little bit thing uh even if it is a shitty game it's too late they got a bunch of people hooked in and they're way more people are gonna buy it than they ever would have before well,
2: that's very true like to this day like uh devil's third one of the worst wii u games it's like fucking 150 now
1: well
0: yeah. that's why i brought up before i said remember when we first brought up this and you i mean you guys had the same reaction you guys always been like from beginning to start like yeah this is fucking bullshit <laughs> uh but like I stand yeah. but like when the first reaction happened, people some people were falling off. They were thinking like you, right? they were going, This is kind of bullshit. Like they could have just said, all right, we we've got our eyes, now let's just release our shitty game. And they didn't do that. Instead they did they teased totally something different from Silent Hill to be like, now Silent Hill, now Metal Gear. With the the whole eye patch. Now you could you can make a you can make an argument that you know might, it's just they not, might
2: they might be trolling that might be on purpose.
0: Yeah, and like that that's what pisses me off because like now you're getting a fan base that loves Silent Hill and needs another Silent Hill because they got kind of cucked by Konami when they fired Kojima and stuff. But
2: well, so I mean so they're just putting salt in fanboys' wounds cuz you'll never get another Silent Hill. Like I understand that. That sucks.
0: It's shitty. It 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 does what they want it to do and I get that. But it's still shitty because now you're getting Silent Hill fans hopes up and yes, it's the people they should not be gullible about that. But
2: some of it is seeing what you want to see.
0: Yes, but Sony and- Sony should be saying no, this is not happening because Sony,
2: Sony's job isn't to put out other companies PR fires. Sony's job is to sell uh, Walkman's.
0: Yes, yes.
2: I <laughs> <laughs> <And, laughs> My
0: my thing is, I really want to know the Silent Hill. And, yeah. and I I personally I don't care if Metal Gear comes out, because in my opinion, if if, if I want a Metal Gear, um, it needs to be a remake remake number one uh, that's all I
2: don't, I don't even want
0: that oh I, if they if i had to choose okay yeah it, it would I, be a remake
2: this i don't feel like there's another story that needs told in the metal gear saga yeah
0: it's
2: like five barely got farted out story-wise it was a fun as hell game but the story's like oh so you're like manchurian candidate brainwashed into being Big boss, weird. Okay, I guess I'll go to Africa and airlift a bunch of weirdos into the sky. Like, you know, who cares? It's it's kind of like this is a fun game, but it didn't need to be a Metal Gear game.
0: But like, as a like, because Silent Hill is my second favorite survival horror game. Um, so like, I am to the point where I actually want to get Silent Hill Homecoming for PS3, and also I want to, <laughs> and I want to get Wii for the 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 Silent no. Hill. Downpour that came out, and I was, yeah, those
2: prices are climbing. If you're gonna get those games, now's the time,
0: yeah. Well, once I move into uh back to my parents' house because I have to you know pay off some debts, which by the way, which is kind of retarded, I'm gonna move my parents' house and buy stuff, but uh, I digress on that. I I could buy what I want to buy in my parents' house instead of you know in my apartment, then, I, then I'm gonna move out again, but I digress on that as well. Uh, but uh, yeah, I just, I just
2: wanted to say. You don't like you're seeing what you want to see. You were talking about uh, Kojima's Twitter before we went live. You said he posted something about he was listening to a Silent Hill track. Yeah, you know, that's cool. Oh, what if he was working on Silent Hill? But I think he just does that because, like, like I said, he posted he was listening to the man who sold the world the other day. Yeah, but it I was like the little skin that looks like the Walkman and it looked like it had the tape in it. And I was like, Oh man, it was pretty fucking cool right there. But he just, he just does that. He just posts shit that he's, I, I bet you he would post something Castlevania related. Cause he produced, um, what was the name of the last Castlevania? Lords of Shadow. Lords of Shadow. He produced Lords of Shadow.
0: But I also said, after I said that, is probably because of PT's anniversary. That's why he did that.
2: That too. Yeah. Like, I'm sure, I'm sure he would love to get, on a show or a podcast, just fucking blast everything about PT, but I'm sure he signed something that says he can, God, I don't want that so bad. I want him uh, and Guillermo de Toro to like sit down and just, this is what we wanted to do. This is what we decided to... oh God, it would be so great. Yeah. A book, have him do anything.
0: Uh, I, I know it's like, we're almost an hour into our show and I know we are We're trying to do it like under an hour because obviously because of Google and this everything.
2: This is my fault. Like if, if, if you've turned it off at this point, I don't blame you.
0: But I just, you know, <laughs>
2: It keeps coming up, and I figure let's if we're instead of dancing around it, let's talk about
0: it. Yeah, so like it's amazing what they did with PT, right? Because like
2: absolutely amazingly, I I think people are going to talk about it for the rest of video game history. I think people are going to be talking about it in a hundred years
0: because he did it twice, uh, Kojima, where he took another company and he <laughs> or he took like a fake company. And, like, said, oh, you know, this game's coming out. He did it with Metal Gear Solid V Phantom Pain. And he also did it with PT as well. Uh, And people were were not used to a demo being a teaser. Because I think that was the first time that, like... Because, obviously, PT stands for Playable Teaser. Playable Teaser. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know... It, it, it literally is, you would walk into a hallway, and every time you walk through the door, sh- sh- weird shit happens. And then, obviously, it took a whole community to figure out how to finish the game, because you had to say something into the mic in order to end it, the trip. A
2: lot of the time, when something like that happens, people on Reddit have it figured out, like, fucking 12 hours later. But I remember, it took, like, two weeks mm-hmm. for everyone to discover all of PT's secrets.
0: Yeah. And it... It was amazing because once you finally got that trailer and then you saw Norman Reedus and then you saw the thing that popped for me was Silent Hills. I was like, ah, Norman Reedus, the guy's from fucking Walking Dead. Who cares? Um, But I was like, holy shit, Silent Hills? Why is it called Hills? Is there multiple dimensions of Silent Hills? What is going on here?
2: Silent Hill, Twin Peaks crossover.
0: Yeah. and, And I was excited. And then literally, was it like a month later, or like maybe a month later or two months later, like <laughs> the fallout between Kojima and Konami happened?
2: It was gradual at first, if I recall properly. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. because um, Gamescom is when it came out, and that would have been August. And then I remember it was really starting to come to a head during the Game Awards, which would have been the first week in December, because he couldn't come, and Jeff Keighley was like, Konami wouldn't let Kojima come and get his an award,
0: mm-hmm. and I think
2: that's really shitty of them. And he's my friend, and we make out sometimes. Like, <laughs> that that oh, I remember. Yeah. So that that's the timeline we're looking at. Somewhere from August to December, stuff like started getting up and up and up and up. And by then, it was like the the writing was just about on the wall. It's like, oh shit's not gonna work out between Kojima and Konami. What's gonna happen with Metal Gear Solid Five? What's gonna happen with Silent Hills? Yeah,
0: yeah to the point where they took. Hideo Kojima's name off of the game, like what uh, the title screens and shit. That was weird. Petty. <laughs> but it's interesting to know. Like, I agree with you, Andy. Like, it would be. I would pay for that shit. I, I would actually pay for, like, uh, if it's like on Amazon Prime and you get to, like, rent it. I would rent that to see just Hideo Kojima. Del Toro and Norman Reedus just sitting on a couch talking about what this game would be about. Mm -hmm. And I want to see the artwork that they had for it, the scripts that they were going to do about it. And I think that could get Konami to a point, even though they make money off of pachinko machines. And by the way, they're kind of back into the talks of having uh the people who do the medium do the news so uh, quote unquote Silent Hill game that's why it kind of pisses me off about the blue box cuz we already know there's another Silent Hill game coming it's just not with the blue box um,
1: yeah i've heard the legal gambling bubble busted in japan anyway
0: yeah so.
2: yeah they they've been a little more open to getting their franchises pushed around like we've seen those collections come out recently uh yeah contra and and castlevania both the castlevania anime was licensed and a success it's got three seasons there's a metal gear movie that's kind of in development somewhere and oscar isaac might be attached maybe
0: and the guy who did the uh, kong movies is directing it whatever right skull, I- skull island it's,
2: it's like an alpha alpha phase or something
0: but yeah
1: I,
2: they're they're getting to be a little more like oh maybe we need to make like make some games to capitalize on the eyes that are getting on our ips or something but that's and yeah uh, it's to be stupid not to i still the dream scenario is still they just sell all that shit sell it to anyone yeah sell all your ips lock stock and barrel including all of hudson's old ips to someone
0: well, if I was Sony, I, I would be... Which, by the way, there's been rumors that Blue Point's supposed to be doing, doing the Metal Gear remake, and apparently it was exposed by David Hayter somehow uh, that it's happening. Um, but the... If Konami doesn't see money on the wall right now for Silent Hills... Like, come on, bro. Like, I'm, I'm pulling a Vince Russo here where I'm saying fucking bro. bro. Like, bro... bro. Like, they, they could be making a lot of fucking money off of this. And there's... Maybe. there's but You
2: gotta remember, all, everyone who's making the... All the shot callers in Konami are in Japan. And we don't know what the cultural scene is in Japan right now. There might be no demand for Silent Hills in Japan. For all I know. I have no idea. Um, I, I don't there, have...
1: There's not. That's never been a popular game in Japan. Right. In fact, a lot of Konami's most popular games were never popular in Japan. And that was... They never could really get that. So so to
2: them, a bunch of weird weebs in another country want this game, they probably they, they probably don't even know it. They probably have no idea how outraged Americans are
1: over Silent Hill and Silent Hills. You have, to rem- you have to remember Japanese people are known for being very easy to scare. So they don't like horror games at all almost. <laughs> then then,
0: then they, they then Sony needs to buy their IPs. Give them give them billions dollars with a B. Uh, maybe i wouldn't go that far maybe they don't even
1: they don't even necessarily need to sell them they could just farm them out they could yeah you're right just subcontract studios like what capcom was doing like 10 years ago except do it don't do it so stupidly
0: (laughs) mm-hmm
2: yeah, I just, I, I'd, I'd rather them sell them because I'd be afraid there'd be that situation where it would like go really well and then they'd be like, oh, we're going to make the next one. And then they fuck it up. And, like they'd screw the story up or something.
0: Yeah, because that's my. I don't
2: care. Just sell it to anyone. Sell it to the fucking Intellivision Amico. I don't care. Oh my just God. Top,
0: <laughs> <video>. Groovy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I digress on that because my, my main thing is the people from the medium. I I like what they did. It's interesting what they did with the medium. But do I think they could do a Silent Hill game? I don't know. And that's what scares me. Because I'm like, if they don't deliver with the Silent Hill, they're just going to be like, see? It it doesn't sell. Silent Hill sucks. And then... It
2: always works. That's why there's no banjo
1: kazooie right it's now. Very, well, no one wanted a banjo kazooie game we made it about cars it's a very japanese mindset they always make that mistake they never look beyond the surface level of what like capcom light. does it all the time too yeah square enix is really bad about square that it. very japanese
0: yeah
2: sega at least has finally gotten over that
1: yeah They had to dig themselves out of this gigantic fucking hole. Yeah, it
2: took like 20 (laughs) (laughs) fucking years, but they were
1: finally like, oh, people do want this stuff, I
0: guess. (laughs)
1: Yeah. We never cared about any of that shit.
0: But other than that, other than that Silent Hill and Blue Box rabbit hole that we went into, or I should say me, but getting mocked for it. uh Yeah,
2: I mean, that's fine. We'll see. I would love to be proven wrong. I would love for you to be right, because you being right would be the best case scenario.
0: i mean
1: yeah i'm not saying i hope you're wrong it's just like i'm just like personally eh, i'm not
0: yeah you don't want to get your hopes high and i get that and i'm not getting my hopes high i just i think it's a shitty pr move and i just know that it's gonna cause a lot of twitter hate for maybe a week or so um
2: maybe we'll see uh it's I'm sure we'll talk about it again. We're gonna try to lighten up now that we we did this deep dive until something comes of it. Wherever they get their technical issues figured out. Yeah, if you stuck with us through all this bullshit, thanks for listening. Of course.
0: Yes. Listen,
2: Listen to more of us at everywhere. Right, everywhere
0: podcasts. Yeah, you can watch us on Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We're on Amazon Music now. We're in the, we're in the Amazon world. You can go on Alexa apparently, and you can say, "I want to listen to Big Trouble" a little podcast, and apparently that worked because it, it shows that uh, it's coming in into the stats. So yeah,
1: you uh, can order your air purifier on there, and you can watch Tarkovsky movies and get interrupted by commercials and get really fucking pissed off <laughs> because <laughs> it happened Wait, to me. Yeah, There's supposed to be commercials on Amazon Prime. There is when you watch them on your computer, apparently. Lame. No. Yeah, it's super jarring. It's like I'm sitting there, like, watch this. Like, what the fuck is happening? Buy like, an air purifier. I'm like, fuck. Was, God damn it.
0: All right, guys. Well, we're gonna end it here. uh Until next time. See you next week for some stalker.
2: Thanks for listening. Goodbye.